1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe, the editors at Mavs Moneyball. It is just before 10 p.m. on Tuesday, November 29th. Thank you so much for joining us after the Dallas Mavericks just outlasted the Golden State Warriors 116-113 and one of the most, probably the wildest Dallas Mavericks game of the season. (laughs) In my Uh, opinion, what what do you think, Josh? Might
2: be one of the most, might be the wildest game in the since Luke has been drafted here. I mean, really, that game was nuts, man. Just think about all the things that happened in this game. There were eight hundred travels called, (laughs) one of which was Steph Curry, one of the greatest players of all time, with the ball down two with about fifteen seconds left, with a wide open lane to the rim to tie the game. Deciding to stop at the three-point line and travel like blatantly travel. While it was a years. bad travel. It's like, crazy. Like it's like he got monstarred right there in that moment in front of
1: everyone. It well, it's so bizarre. interesting because they called like they called that specific move yes. on Curry twice, on Luca once, and on Jordan Poole like four times. There were so many. I mean, you you said eight hundred, and you're not far off. And <laughs> it makes like there's a point of emphasis going on with travels right now that I don't entirely hate, but it makes me wonder how many of these like really big time shots have these motherfuckers traveled on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where my head goes. Cause it was, it was nuts. And, yeah. and I, I just
2: didn't, we get subjected for an elbow uh, that looked inadvertent that we all were like, Oh, that's totally just a flagrant one. Well, what else happened today to Spencer?
1: I just um, noticed this. We we got a report from Mark Stein that Tony brothers got a timeout for cursing at him. And then they throw Spencer Dinwiddie out on the same day. Like that actually had my hackles raised because that was not a flagrant two. That's a bad call.
2: No, it was totally. I mean, when flagrant two is when you're trying to hurt someone and he was not, he, he was doing a you know, doing a, going over, like, you know, like everyone does, like, Eurostep, trying to, to go over the... I mean, it was a top. flagrant on, re- yeah. on, like, replay,
1: because, I mean, he caught, like, yep. the shit out of him.
2: Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's probably what got it, was it was so, it was so clean, Um and it looked so bad in slow motion, but, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't trying yeah, to help, he wasn't was trying to It was hilarious. And then, I mean, what else happened? Um I mean, like, yeah, Josh Green looked like Scottie Pippen, Tim Hardaway Jr. made all his threes, but then, like, some of the worst defense I've ever seen,
1: but and then he um, also didn't make some of his threes. Like, him, yeah. you know, Tim was was a crisp five of eleven from the floor, but ev- like every single one of his threes was wide open, and he nearly turned it over at a key point in the game. He had the second highest plus minus with the Mavericks. Like true full Timmy experience. Like one yeah. of the wilder displays of basketball.
2: I mean, what uh, other like Dorian had the ball with ten seconds left, up two, and a and he was. Four feet from the basket, and all he had to do was lay it up or dunk. And it's basically game over because you're up four with like five, you know, with less than 10 seconds left. And he dribbled away from the basket, got fouled, missed a free throw. So the Mavericks are only up three with four, six seconds left. And then on the Warriors' possession, all five Mavericks defenders, even though they're up three on the final possession of the game, all five Mavericks defenders are inside the three-point line. Despite the fact that a two pointer like Luka's just standing out in the
1: open, like truly a poor, like Jason Clay, Kidd yeah. might be a terrible coach. Clay that one, Thompson really care right now, but what is he doing? I, I know, I'm, I
2: know, people are going to get so mad at us for talking I don't about care. this. That was but insane. I, if I know, he played
1: that shot where it's like you're yeah. playing five on four, and the yeah. guy still gets an open look. What yeah. are you doing?
2: It was crazy, but um, yeah, that's the stuff off the top of my head. But I mean i said this after the game you know when you're in a bad place as a team i mean me and you've watched a lot of nba basketball we've watched a lot of mavericks basketball we've watched this team have its three four five game losing streaks you know even in the dirk era and i mean what's almost the universal truth is the, the game to end the streak is never is never easy like it's yeah it's always a bear it's like pulling teeth you know when you're struggling that game to just get out of the funk for whatever reason you, you just it's like the last climb out of the hole it's
1: always really difficult so
2: you can't be too mad at you know at some of the weird bizarre and, and no, bad the mistakes made
1: really they, good the Warriors yeah. had like they missed they went on a stretch in the fourth they flipped quarter. the switch well but Season I'm ta- I'm thinking of the miss shots oh, the game, where yeah. they yeah. they were up on Dallas and just had the ability to crush them and miss something like eight straight great looks in a row Tim Hardaway missed time to rebound and what was one of the, it was like, I need Benny Hill music played over it because I've never seen an NBA player miss time a rebound that bad where he looked like me playing pickup. Cause that, that actually happens to me quite regularly. I don't have any athleticism anymore. So I completely miss time where the ball's going and I just miss it by like four feet. But it was, it was a hilarious fourth quarter. Like yeah. I have, I I never sit on the edge of my couch. Like, i never sit upright i'm always like leaning back taking notes whatever i was like leaning like, I was cr- that was a cringe game like it was a real like it was a fun sports fan game
2: yeah the warriors missed uh nine it looks like nine three-pointers in the fourth quarter alone <laughs> for the game they were 11 of 43 steph missed nine three-pointers by himself how many games does steph miss nine three-pointers uh Wiggins, who I think is shooting over forty percent from three, he was one of six, and all of his looks were wide open. Um, it was it was crazy. Clay, I mean, Clay's kind of been struggling, but he missed all his looks. The thing, you know, we we can get into the details about like how the fourth quarter ended and some other plays, but uh, I I finally got the date. I need to add it to my recap. It was my last bullet point on the recap, and it was you know, the reason the Mavericks won this game is they whipped the Warriors starters' ass like crazy like something that probably hasn't been done to them most of the season I mean if you if you've taken a stroll down you know other NBA media you've probably come across a podcast or an article talking about how outrageous the Warriors starters have been um, Yep, they, in 200 I got it up in 258 minutes and this is after this game uh, the Warriors starting lineup Curry Thompson Green Wiggins Looney is a plus 122 <laughs> Plus 122 in under 300 minutes in 18 games played. That is outrageous. That is an outrageous number. And Kirk tonight in 11 minutes played, that same lineup was a minus 19. A minus 19. It shot 7 of 18 from the floor. That lineup missed all 7 of its three-pointers. Um, and the Mavericks waxed it. Like, Luka was just... You know it's it's Looney and Green and that duo terrorized them in the Western Conference Finals because they just gang the uh, gang up on them on the offensive rebounds. That lineup had one offensive rebound, and then you know Luca did what he does against two big lineups when he's feeling it. He took them from three, he spread them out, he got the Warriors scared of his step back, and then he just I mean he dis- dissected that lineup. Uh and I mean, he I was a, Tim made his threes for sure. He was I mean, disgusting tonight. Yes, that, that was mean, that might be his best game ever.
1: I there sure. were Close. I don't know if you want to get another post, <laughs> but know. if you do a look at the dumb Luca underhand passes that he made tonight. The one he made to Josh Green, he's driving from the top of the key. And mid-drive, and so like Luca's got a pretty good wingspan, tall guy. He he when he drives in the lane, he keeps a pretty low dribble. Makes sense. You don't want to give defenders the ability to slap the ball. He's he's going down the right side of the lane, and as he's dribbling, it's the most Steve Nash thing I've seen in a long time from him. Because Luca does a lot once he absorbs contact. But what he did here was basically as the ball was coming up from the dribble. He sw- he basically bowls the ball to Josh Green. I'm not describing it right, but it I made a noise when I saw it because like <laughs> I was behind, and you guys were like, that might be the crit you know, and he hits Josh Green from I don't know uh, what do you think? probably twenty feet away I think so twenty did feet green, away, would, did green, make it corner green buries it
2: oh yeah that was
1: i think they were down when he made that, right. that's why it was such a big shot okay. i mean we've not talked enough. like we'll talk about josh green momentarily okay. but between that and like luca was doing stuff where he was getting trapped like five to six feet out on drives they'd send a second defender and he did wraparound passes with one hand beating the double team like bounce passes he did one to uh, uh dwight and one to maxi that just Holy shit. I mean every time I'm like this guy is like all right, well I've watched him play. It's still amazing, but I'm not going to see anything new. I see something either hasn't done in a long time or something I don't remember at all. Yeah, it
2: was it was crazy. Like I said, I mean, I know he's had maybe some better scoring lines, but that was seriously one of the, like I think that's a top
1: 3 Luka game. I mean, 41-12 for me. and 12 with four steals, four steals and a block. Is- and a block, you're right, is preposterous. <laughs> yeah, preposterous. That, I, think,
2: I think that's what sets it over the top because I think you would agree that was his best defensive
1: game of the season. I think he um, did a good job trying. Yeah. I, we all get frustrated when he gives up on plays. That was not a give up. I was really impressed. Like Curry got by him a couple of times. But again, Steph Curry, Curry is a former MVP. Yeah. Like, what are you going to you do? Know, it's the effort. And there was a lot of effort from, from Luka tonight in 39 minutes. Yeah,
2: for sure. I'm looking at his shot chart. He only got to the rim or the restricted area three times. He was two of three. Um, He was five of 11, though, you know, in the paint, non-restricted area. And I think that's what might have been. Well, he could have had
1: more. He had a lot roll in and out.
2: Yeah. And but five of 11 is really like, is
1: really good. Absolutely.
2: Because teams want you to shoot that little range shot. And he's gotten so good in that space on the floor. Um, I mean, like to give you an example the warriors as a team shot four shots total from that range and Luca shot 11 on his own and made five so it uh, it 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 was just some of the most remarkable shot making i've seen from him none of none of his threes were easy um a lot of it step backs. Good Too. it looked yeah i mean he looked like this reminded me of those prime dirk games where dirk was just like we're not losing tonight guys yep. you know like this is I don't care what happens. I don't care if my teammates miss shots. I don't care if they can't play like we are not losing this game because I'm not gonna allow it and Luca has done that multiple times throughout his career. um I don't know if we've seen even though I as great as he's been this this year, this felt like maybe his first one, I mean at least against like a really really high quality team uh and like a slug slug fest, but yeah, this was. This was it. This was Apex Luca tonight. It
1: was. It was well, here is already- like a quiet thing. This is a little thing. So I, you know, one of the one of the things I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Just part of what I do. <laughs> you do? Um, yeah, I know, right? But one of the things that happens when you when you get a certain number of followers is like all of a sudden other teams' fans will like find you for various reasons. And for the past day and a half, I have been sent a ton of Warriors trash talk. And <laughs> look. It's hard to watch a lot of NBA basketball. I watch the Mavericks. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, wa- that I, that I caught the, the random Pelicans game. And I think a lot of people lie out of their asses too when they say they do this because NBA games are two and a half hours long. Are you spending every day of every night of every day watching basketball? I'm sure some people do, but it's not near as many that act like it. So I was having all these Warrior fans tell me that, oh, Luka is the problem. That's been a big narrative for like three or four days now. Luca is the problem. And this was the most fuck you, he is not the problem game that I have seen in some time because they were atrocious when he wasn't in the game. The, the, even, even the, the, the damn, you know, this was so frustrating about the NBA TV thing the other night where, um, it was Isaiah Thomas and Sam Mitchell, and Sam Mitchell, former NBA coach, like he does not like Luka's game, just doesn't like it, where they were basically saying things that were flat-out untrue about what – like they blamed Luka for Tim's shooting woes, saying Luka was feeding him hand grenades. It was wild. So tonight it was really refreshing to hear Candace Parker and some of – and I want to say it was Harlan talking a little bit about the fact that like they're just a mess when Luca's not on the floor. They showed a statistic at one point in the third quarter that it was like them with the when Luca was on the floor, the mads were plus 18. When he was off the floor, they were minus 18. That is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And so it this was just like a really kind of rewarding Luca is is unbelievably good, dominant. He is part of the MVP discussion. I don't necessarily. I don't think he's MVP right now, but that's fine. Um, it's the, team like, probably has to get
2: a little, be a little bit better. Yeah, we're twenty games
1: yeah. into the season, and we he's honestly gotten measuring sticks against Jason Tatum, who is unbelievable, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is also unbelievable. So we've seen that stuff, but this was just a nice reminder. You know, getting the Mavericks back on track to a degree, all of the same problems still exist. They didn't fix a single thing. <laughs> they really did it. it's it's like they you know because because when Spencer Dinwiddie goes out they play Josh Green at point guard Josh Green's point guard for 70 seconds the Warriors went on a seven to two run (laughs) okay and poor Josh Green gets you know like that's not his fault it's not his fault at all um But it was just so funny because it's like, this is the problem. And it's so like we've seen, you know, and I I don't want to delve into this just this second, but like the fact that the Mavericks have signed Kimball Walker means that there's a mea culpa going on about the fact that they fucked up. Um, And now I'm like, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind at the media market messaging that this was the plan all along. A very popular sports radio host actually said that, if the Mavericks would have signed Kimball Walker over the summer, he would have considered it a good off season. Kimball Walker might not be able to play basketball. Yeah. Okay? I don't know. I don't know how much he's got left. in. Them. I, I Honestly, hope he has a lot. Cause I would love it, but I mean, it's just like knee injuries don't go away. So, I but know. this game was just a poster child for why they went out and did that. Cause yeah, he would have I mean, gone into the game immediately.
2: Right. He would have played those emergency minutes when did Weedy, when did Weedy got ejected? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Walker's got left in the tank. And to be honest, even if he's, he has nothing left in the tank. Um, he's the locker room, I think, desperately needed. Oh yeah, uh, a respected veteran.
1: Love that interview um, with him where he's like, "I always bring a lot to the locker room." And like, I hadn't honestly yeah. given that a lot of thought. But no,
2: no one's ever said a bad word about him. His Charlotte teams were always, you know, over. You know, I don't know. They weren't great teams, but you never, they never necessarily broke down because of yep. like bad chemistry or bad vibes. That's right. Um, so that's gonna help. And like having a guy like. I mean, the Mavericks haven't had this a lot uh, since Luke has been drafted, like people in that locker room that can be like, hey, I have some skins on the wall and I can maybe tell you something and maybe you'll, you know, listen to me. I'm not trying to say Luke is not going to listen, but, you know, it's nice if Bobon's your buddy or Composo's your buddy, like that's cool. But like having a guy that's like, hey, I've made like a couple all-star games. I've been a 20, you know, I've, led a, I've put a franchise on my back before. I've been a 20... Eight per game sc- uh, score. Yep. Like I've been in your I've been in your shoes. I'm maybe not as good as you. Uh, I mean, I'm not as good, I wasn't as good as you. But like I've been in I've been through what you're going through. So, yeah. You know, so that's a great point. That, that's gonna help for sure. I mean, because with Luca, I mean, Jesus, you saw when he missed that. Uh, did you see when he missed that free throw and fouled uh, Dante Divincenzo, who was and they were in the bonus and dude, he just. Like kind of held his jersey and just looked down and just screamed as loud as he could, <laughs> and it was enough to where like the rim mics I think picked it up a little bit. And he fucking he looked like me when I get killed in Halo. <laughs> like it was a game. He had a he had a bad gamer moment in front of everyone, and that's okay. You know, he's twenty three or twenty four. But like I, it was just another reminder to me. Like this dude isn't even old enough to get you know the car rental insurance or whatever it is. Twenty five. Like he's still. Yep he is still developing not emotion, you know, maybe physically he's, he's starting to get there, but like emotionally, mentally, like he's still like the human brain is not done. What is it? The human brain's not done growing till 25 or whatever. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, I,
1: I I always make the joke to my wife that I was an absolute moron until I was 30. Yeah. Yeah. So still like, might be, but, you so, know. you know,
2: even for all of his gifts, I mean, we could definitely use some of that. Uh Someone that can just, he can lean on in the locker room to, vent or tell him what's up or be like hey man calm down i've been here before this is what you got to do so i like even if kimba plays like 20 minutes this season i i hope he sticks around just for that reason alone Um, so
1: today's episode is brought to you by cars.com Well then we have to pivot to what many people are saying where where we had probably this was in my opinion I mean he, he got roasted with a negative 9 it's not his fault but he uh, Josh Green might have played the most meaningful minutes other than the playoff game against Utah where he shot the ball really well. This has to be up there and your in your top 5 favorite Josh Green performances 27 minutes five of seven from the floor, hit three huge threes. Uh, Just a real, like also had one of the weirdest, funniest assists that I'll ever see (laughs) where it just like he, it was like Dwayne Wade light where he did a, a spinning, he he attacked the basket, did a full three sixty on a jump and found someone in the far corner for a three. I mean, I, I really, the Josh green experience tonight was really nice. It was really nice. I was glad to watch it.
2: I think our mutual uh, basketball f- uh, friend online, Dave Defore. Um, I think after he had that, he was like Josh Green just did a three sixty no scope, and I was just kind of laughed. And it was, and I think Green. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the quote from Green coming out of that game. He's got some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Some self realization, some self awareness. Uh, he basically said. He was like I knew if I knew if Bretons missed that shot I was coming out of the game. <laughs> he was like I hope he makes it when I get the ball over there cuz he said he knew if he's like I just if I pulled that off and he missed it I was going to get pulled. So that's kind of funny. Um he's, you know, if you listen to his interviews, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder. So it's good to see um it's good to see him do this in this moment cuz it's been a lot of kind of you know the fan base has been warring over this because he just kind of gets some minutes here, gets some minutes there. And, you know, he has that really great game in Denver, 23 points in 30 minutes, but they lose. And then it's like, okay, we'll just keep playing him, And he kind of didn't really do much in the Boston and Toronto Milwaukee games. Uh, but then you look at what, you know, what Tim Hardaway jr. And Reggie are doing and you can't art, like, you know, you can't argue no. for those guys to play over him because those guys are, those guys have been such my giant negatives. So it was good to see him uh, get a big, you know, Get one of his big uh, minute performances against a good team. I mean, I think this is the first time he's cl- he might have closed a, ga- a close game in the in the final five well, minutes uh, against yeah, a good team. I, I think particularly. he made all the plays.
1: A, it's got to be the biggest one I've seen. Yeah. And, and, the, and thing the thing about green, oh, yeah, the thing about green for me is always it's it's statistical contributions are like what shows up in the box score is one thing, but where he's managed to channel a lot of his, his frenetic energy into plays that are helping his teammates that are not showing up in the box score. Um, one of the things that, that I think ha- has been a big thing that people like about him is simply how hard he plays. Yes. It's a nice contrast to Luca. And again, I love Luca, <laughs> But Luca fucking walks all the time because he's conserving energy. Josh Green never walks. He's never slow. He's um, I found the, the NBA at NBA underscore AU has a Josh Green highlight reel tonight that's like a minute and a half long. And everything Josh Green is doing is fast. And the Mavericks don't have a fast element everything all of their players are either smooth measured or forceful josh green is fast and like that's a nice element it's just it, it's it's is it going to be something to where he earns a starter spot i don't think so not under jason kidd he's just i just don't think he's going to earn a starting minute under jason kidd I, I kidd is too stubborn um but but if is, he does he gonna, this that's he, fine Yeah, if you're playing 20 minutes a night and just zooming around and making nice passes. And And closing when you deserve to close it. Well, the defense has legitimately been good. That's one thing. I don't know if I've said that enough. Yeah. Can I talk about that? So after that
2: awful turnover, that you know, green on the inbounds when when he went out and it looked like, I mean, what, the Warriors went up like I think 196. And it honestly felt like the game was like spiraling. Like it was like Dinwiddie got ejected. game was spiraling under control. The Mavericks had a 17-point lead. Now they're down uh you know four points I think it was either was it late third quarter or early fourth fourth quarter I can't remember exactly when it was uh and then the Warriors go up 196 I kinda, in my brain I was like oh this is this could get like really ugly really fast and on the Warriors uh next offensive possession it's still 196 like Green played the most frenetic balls out defense I've ever seen in my entire life I mean he was just rotating to the ball handler whoever it was and just going crazy with like i don't know jazz hands just like he was just freaking swiping at the ball getting up in people's face he had like it felt like he had like 50 deflections on one possession and then he poked the ball out and it's going out of bounds and he died you know does a full dive out of bounds to try to save it he doesn't but he does it on the maverick side of the bench and the bench gets fired up the crowd like erupts and like from that point on i think the mavericks scored uh seven straight points after that and it like y- you can't put that you know you know that's not a box score stat but like you know if you watch the game you clearly saw that the energy of the team and the way the team was feeling just change within that possession the team watching him hustle and play so hard like that might have won them the game because the team was spiraling like the warriors could have could have gone up um uh, you know, six the Warriors are a team.
1: In the Warriors are a team that snatch your heart when you're yeah. thinking about what just happened. And one of the things that Josh Green brings to the table is I don't know if that dude thinks about anything other than going real damn fast yeah. <laughs> and like and just like doing his job. And right. and it's so great when you watch that element of it. I I what I like about this is I think there there's there's a strong argument just being quite honest with everybody that Tim Hardaway Jr. Shooting uh, Dorian Finney Smith shooting and Reggie Bullock shooting come back to the mean of their careers, or at least the last several years. I'm not sure about Tim. Tim's a little bit of an outlier, but what Josh has shown is that even if that happens, he has a place in the rotation. And I wrote about this in my preview way back at the start of the season. He has to show Dallas something, and through quarter of the season, he's shown a lot, and it's nice. Is yeah. he ever going to be the kind of player that you and I want him to be? Is he ever going to be Desmond Bain? No. But that's okay. He's something. He's a and player. <laughs> and compared to what their draft results have been over the last 15 years, shit, I'll take yeah. it.
2: He'll take it. And what you you made a great point about if Bullock and, and Dorian and Tim, if they're if they're three point shooting uh, rebounds and green still having a place on this roster and in this rotation, I mean, what he attacked two closeouts and scored in the paint tonight. Like those are just not plays that any of those three guys are doing this season. Like, Nope. You wrote about just that. Don't. Yeah. I wrote about that uh, for our post today. Like he has more finishes at the basket than Bullock and Tim combined. He's only 10 away from Dorian. You probably caught up to him a little bit tonight. I think um, he has more drives. Uh, drives to the basket than uh, Bullock and Hardaway. And he's only a couple away from Dorian. And when you consider Dorian's played double his minutes, yep. you know, he's, he, he, like, this is what we've been screaming about. People get like the people that don't that want to deny the problem. Are saying stuff like, "Well, you know, not every team has like five playmakers. Why are you giving the Mavs so much grief about this?" And it's like I don't want five playmakers. I want five guys that can dribble. Can we? Oh yeah. Can we start with that? Like that's not the like we're not asking for the Mavericks to have five point <laughs> have five LeBron Jameses. Or five no, Chris Paul. that's what I, I can just, tell
1: so many of these fucking people
2: haven't yeah, watched the Mavericks game. I just want someone that can fucking attack a closeout and get into
1: the paint. That's not a, a high level nba move guys that's like Like maxi kleber attacked a dribble from the right corner tonight with his left hand and was forced into taking a 15 foot fadeaway that barely grazed rim that's not like nobody honors that shit
2: if you're a starter on an nba playoff team you should be able to if a defender's closing out at you with the three-point line to be able to dribble past him and competently make a play it doesn't have to be a jumper or you could be a jumper. It can be a layup. It can be just passing it to the guy in the corner or to moving the possession along. But good Lord. Like <laughs> I, I don't like people that think that's not a problem. Like we just want guys that can dribble and none of these guys can dribble, but it looks like green can. And he looks like he, he has a lot of aggressiveness when he gets the ball rotated to him. And it's, it's a sight for sore eyes. Like you just, you saw it. They had one of their better offensive, you know, they scored 116 points despite the fact that their three ball wasn't really falling. You know, they shot 34% from three, like, quietly Dorian you know Dorian didn't make his shots uh you know Dinwiddie was 0 for 4 before he left from three like Kleba didn't make a three he only took one he took one three in 25 minutes Bullock was still 0 for three he was terrible like you know how you know how do you get around when your three's not falling when you got a bunch of guys that are standstill spot up guys well that's when you see the struggles well play a guy like Greenmore who can you know if a guy closes out hard, he shockingly he can drive the baseline and make a layup like not rocket science guys like nba players are the most talented athletes on the on the planet like ho- hold them to a, a slightly higher standard uh, like we're not asking much for a guy to take three dribbles when a defender is running by him Like, jesus christ uh so that was nice to see sorry guys. fun
1: we needed one of these yeah. you know the problem needed spo- one of these <laughs> oh i mean jesus yes i mean the, the the problems still exist i mean let's just let's just be clear these problems aren't going anywhere but i don't really care right now i just don't care i am i am a little worried and you're going to laugh about what i'm about to say I'm a little worried that all these early, like the early start times that we're getting them at the start of the year and that I'm going to die in like yeah. March. And just, I'm not, I'm not even going to around the other, because I'm just like, I'm looking at this. The Mavericks play the Pistons at six on Thursday. It's amazing. And then they yeah. played the Knicks at 1130 in the morning. They're, they're going to go on
2: a West Coast road trip
1: later in the season. You know where they will. And I'm going to cry. I know. So, oh yeah, February 8th, 10th and 11th, they play the, the Clippers, Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah, yeah there's always Two a California nine o'clock trip. starts a back to back in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, man, always happens.
2: If you're in the Western Conference, you always got to take that California road trip. It just um, I, I, yeah. should we, before oh, we go, should we talk about Christian Wood? We haven't talked about him. He big stinky. He <laughs> big stinky is definitely the most accurate. Like, I mean, just, like he, he, he needs stink.
1: to show up in a big game because he looks he looks like a like he looks weak. In these important games sorry yeah that
2: that was that was rough um do at 12 that sucks yeah he <laughs> he did not look good and none of his his missed shots were like i mean it left his hand and i was like okay that's a miss before it even started
1: its descent it like just day. a bit outside yeah, like I it was nice
2: that he grabbed eight rebounds um but his defense wasn't great and yeah his offense was just he had another terrible dude these offensive fouls he picks up he's got a I don't know. Maybe that's the last cause. Yeah. He's just bowling into dudes. I don't know what he expects. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, he had that really good game in the win against Denver, but yeah, these, you know, this, this was, this I'm was frustrating. Sure. And Kid gave him rope tonight. Yep. And I wonder, knowing with Kid, it's rope I, to
1: use against him. I, yes. Because he, he hung himself with his own. Yeah. That, it's like, him there, there were a couple of defensive <laughs> issues, and the Warriors are a monster.
2: Oh, def- dude, defensive issues. You want this stat? Uh, the Warriors were 26 of 33 at the rim tonight, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they lost. Oh yes, I, I got a layup line. It's you know, there, there's these lineups where you have like Spencer, Tim. I don't think there was many <laughs> of these tonight, but uh, um. Gosh, I was listening to Steve Jones on the on the really wonderful podcast that he and Nikias Duncan do. And Steve Jones is like, you know, he he doesn't call out kid, but he's like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to learn from a lineup of um Davis Bertans, uh um Dwight Powell and uh Wood. And maybe it wasn't Dwight Powell, maybe it was Maxi Kleba. And then Kid transitioned into Wood and and McGee, like he was just like, what are we doing? And and I thought about that a few times tonight. But it's like the Warriors are so monstrous to play, where both Tim and Wood were like spinning at one point because they didn't know where to go. And like I I just I don't know how you work through that. Like defense, defense to me like was the only thing I ever actually understood about how to play basketball because I could go like it was that's what you did, yeah. It, it it's just simple in the sense of there were only I only had a certain number of choices in a given play. And one of the things about Wood is like Wood doesn't know what choice to make. So instead no. he just gets caught and then he gets scored on. It's yeah. wild.
2: Also quietly, Maxie has put in a couple of bad defensive games. Woo! Um he did okay, I think, down the stretch, but again, you know, he they ask him to do a lot, but some of that <laughs> 26 made shots in the restricted area. Some of that's on him for sure. Yeah. Um, and I talked to some people about after that Milwaukee game and they were like, man, if you watched Maxi, like just watched Maxi during that Milwaukee game, there was like something missing there. Like he was just not, uh, not there defensively. So I don't know if it's coming back from that, that back injury. Um, I mean, he really took a bad fall there. I'm sure yeah. it's still sore as hell. Uh, yeah. Um, but we'll see. But that—that's another thing. Like Tim and 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 Wood, we expect that. Like if Matt, they can't. They can maybe find ways around it
1: because it's like an expectation. Guys attack Maxi. Yeah, they, they used can't, to not do that. Yeah, They
2: can't scheme around Maxi being a, a bad defender. Like he has to be a plus defender.
1: Or right, I hope. I hope he'll come yeah, into shape. Yeah. So before we leave, I want to read you two things. Okay. Luka Doncic is the sixth NBA player. <laughs> in history to have recorded five 40 point triple doubles joining Oscar Robertson, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron James. That's that's thing one. Okay. Second, Nick Wright tweets out. Luka Doncic is 23 years old. Dirk Nowitzki played 20 years, actually played 21 years, but I get his point all for the Mavs and is the NBA's 6th all time leading score. Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki now have the same number of career 40 point games. I don't know if that's true. <sighs> But because that I can seems believe insane, it. Dirk
2: never got. I mean, as great as a scorer Dirk was, he just there were some nights he just didn't get the ball enough. Well, I mean, he ch- like
1: he scored the same like he scored between like nineteen and twenty five for yeah twelve just, years.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I can believe it. Now, if Dirk Prime Dirk was in the NBA today, I think he would uh, have. He probably would have had a couple more forty point games. Uh, but man, that's a wild stat for sure. Didn't, didn't there, when there, another stat that he did something great, like he did something that no one else has done? Like, I mean, it's one of those weird qualifier ones, but like, no one's ever had like 40, 12, and 12 and four steals or something like that. I don't, I can't remember.
1: When you get into those, it's always yeah. like, like number, like I love those personally, but I know fan, there's a lot of fans who hate them because it feels like arbitrary.
2: Like that Thad Young meme. You know, yeah. When he's next to Larry Bird and Michael Jordan is like only guys to average. 19.6 points 8.8 rebounds in a season like
1: uh, so that's pretty funny but yeah good night great night for the great most- night that's right i'm gonna go record the live show you good. go not right because you wrote the recap um <laughs> kirk and josh bow thanks so much for hanging out we will talk with you guys on thursday